Hey guys, I'm Lance. And I'm Kayla. We are the Jaded Roses, and this is our Broken Mirror. Where we dive deep down and take a really good look at ourselves, each other, and everything around us. Let's just hope we don't get any glass lodged somewhere unseemly. Uh, This is our Valentine's Day episode, or Singles Awareness Day episode, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think we're going to stick to calling it V-Day, just so, for brevity, I guess, I don't know. Personally, I don't think I have any, like, V-Day centered stories, but a lot has happened since the last time we recorded. Okay. I threw my name in the hat for a promotion at work. They're making a new position, Ooh. and it's going to be largely internal, so I wanted to go ahead and just like, hey, you know, entertain me for this. I mean, at this point, even if they don't pick me, that's fine. It's mostly as sort of like a fallback for my fallback, because I do want out of this line of work very, yeah. very much. So yeah. I can't remember the last time we actually recorded, but the day before Christmas Eve... Uh, my car broke down on the way to work, and I took it to a mechanic, and they said they really couldn't find anything wrong with it, but after another week of having issues with it, and then still having issues with it to this day, I'm convinced that the transmission's fucked up. Oh. So, yeah. Since my grandparents are the ones that got me that car initially, <laughs> we are collectively taking it to a dealership on Monday. To try and have it repaired, and I think they're planning on trading it in, even if it does get fixed. Because transmission issues, without completely replacing the transmission, tend to keep coming back. Yes. Yes, they do. So, I'll probably have a new car soon. Well, that'd be nice. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. I got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine three days ago. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So, um, I should be relatively fully protected by the middle of next week, which would be awesome yes to have to worry just slightly less yeah definitely we got a new president yep and the best thing about it is the bernie memes who knew (laughs) the bernie memes are the best i love it he's actually capitalizing on the memes (laughs) he's selling like a sweatshirt with a picture of him sitting in the chair i love it they already sold out of that they sold out and he donated all the proceeds to like Meals on Wheels in Vermont? He took something viral and he put it back into his community. And like the middens, like that's what, like the thing is, like he's wearing very basic clothes and the middens are from a supporter of his. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, he was very much not the same as the others there, which no. I think is refreshing to a lot of people. And I think that's why people do support him a lot is because he is refreshing in that he doesn't revel in his popularity yeah the grandiosity and yeah i will say it was very very nice to see michelle obama dressed up for the occasion she slayed as she always does but to see bernie there just like to quote one of the first i think it was the first meme that i saw was like bernie came dressed as if to say this is on my to-do list today but it is not my day yes i saw that yes i was like yes because he got shit to do. Yeah, he he knows what he's got for his day. He knows what he's about. Like, oh, God. If you have any stories to share, I'm sure we would love to hear. I have no Valentine's Day stories. Um, I have a lot of bad date stories. And then <laughs> <laughs> I had bed bugs in my apartment. Right. Um, I did not have them in my room, <laughs> thankfully. Let me um, completely rephrase that sentence. I did not have them in my apartment. Yes. <laughs> in my portion of the apartment, it was not found. I was very happy with that because, like, last time I had bed bugs was in college and they completely destroyed my skin yeah. for a few months. And that was a whole problem because I was living in a dorm. Otherwise, it's been a lot of chaos for work. And then, yeah, I'm just trying to survive at this point. Like, I I feel like every week something new came down on me. (laughs) So, like, I've been sick. I've been getting tested for COVID more recently. I'm part of a study right now for COVID. So, um, I'm getting tested weekly. Yeah, otherwise, not not that much has been happening, like, to me. Again, I've been just 
it's like every week something's happening <laughs> and it's just like i've i mean i've talked to you about this like i've i've just had it seems like 2020 has rolled into 2021 for me for yeah. at least january so <laughs> we're hoping this is the remnants yeah that just saying because like i had a pretty good 2020 initially so i'm hoping this is just the remnants that i didn't get to initially it's just making up for the the month and a half two months that i didn't get exactly Exactly. Because I, I did have a few good months. So <laughs> I think it's just coming back to bite me in the ass. Right. There was one development in my mm. professional life that I left out. Ooh, okay. Specifically, the past like few days that I've been working have been extraordinarily bad. Yeah. A couple of days ago was actually the worst. We were like down so many people. And the closing pharmacist, who's also my pharmacy manager, had to go to a board meeting. So he was gone mm-hmm. for most of his shift. Oh my god. So it was just a really, really bad day in general. But Oof. he gets back and he dropped a bombshell until that board meeting. Mm-hmm. We were the only location of our chain in the state of Mississippi that was not a testing site. Oh no. So the way he explained it is that at the board meeting, they voluntold him. Voluntold him. Right, that uh, we would mm-hmm. have to be a drive through testing facility. Oh my god. And I'm glad that he has taken everything I've told him over the past year to heart. Yeah. Because he said, he turned directly to me and he said, but I told them there's one employee that I'm not going to sign up for that. Good. That's just not Good. a risk that I'm putting him in. And of course he does want me to like know how to do it. But I will not be expected to touch any of it. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You're an employee for the pharmacy, so you need to know how to do it. Right. But I'm glad that he's taken it so seriously and made a point to you in in that moment to say, I already told him no to you. Right. <laughs> Very much. I was like, because as soon as he said it, I was like, okay, you're going to see my two weeks, like, tomorrow. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yeah. So I and I think he probably understands. I, I based on what you've talked about, he sounds like a very understanding man, and yeah. so it sounds like he fully understood what the circumstances was going to be. And you know, well, I mean, I, someone has to main the desk area for people coming in for prescriptions. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's not like you. There's no work for you to do. I am kind of surprised though. Um, since you brought this up, I. Is that what's happening in Mississippi right now? Is that how um, everyone's getting tested? Is uh, like doing a like a pharmacy drive-through, or um, how how is that happening down there? Well, since it hasn't been at our location, I don't yeah. know because I haven't worked at any other locations. But mm-hmm. I know for retail pharmacies that are doing it, there is okay. a drive-through rapid test that's being done i don't right now know what all like sort of safety precautions there are being taken for the staff Mm -hmm. because they are asking the patients to administer it to themselves and then pass the materials to the employees yes and that makes total sense right but i don't get how you can do that and eliminate every risk well um so the reason why i was asking is um i've done three COVID test now hmm. it's December about and then two of them were part as part of the study I'm a part of hmm. because I was showing symptoms of flu and I was showing symptoms of just allergies and they just you know everyone's scared so they wanted to just confirm before they allow me back into my building for work that I'm not disease ridden right better safe than sorry exactly and so when I did there they were they were taking a lot of precautions. Like they had the, they had gloves, they had um, the face mask, then they had a face shield, mm-hmm. and then they had a um, like a hospital like operating gown on that you would tie in the back and stuff mm-hmm. to kind of like prevent any exposure of their skin to what you're giving them basically. Yep. So the other one they did was more of a drive through. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was asking. At the drive-thru, it was a walk-in, walk-up in a drive-thru, because I do live in Seattle area, so it's very easy to walk to most places and just catch a bus. I went there for the walking area, because I don't have a car. <laughs> and 
I noticed like they they were like full on there too. Like they were more so than they were at the testing location for the study. They had like some of them had full on gear on in some areas. And I'm I'm oh, sure wow. that would be the case if it had been yeah. like I don't want to say a third party, but a, a secondary party from our company that was doing it. But because it's okay. being put up to us, honestly, it'll probably be make sure you keep your mask on, wear gloves, and then change out gloves for every patient. Well, I mean, I guess that's my thing. Like, I was wondering on that because, again, I have not been, I've only been tested. Mm-hmm. I have not been the one administered. I have not uh, gotten vaccine yet. I'm eyeing it. I'm waiting. <laughs> But um, phase 1B is the only one we're currently up to in Washington. Right. So I'm, I'm watching that. And then, uh, so that's why I was curious because, um, again, I, I don't live in the South anymore. So I don't really know what's happening. And my family, thankfully, haven't needed to get tested yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was just kind of curious. Like, how is the South handling it? Because I have heard so many different things. And, again, I only know the experience happening in the Seattle area very much. We finally, as a governmental body, I guess, have started rolling out vaccines to the public, or at least letting them get scheduled. Okay. And our grand old Mississippi Department of Health. Oh boy. I hate when that's brought up. Oh yeah. All the doses got claimed through next month in the span of one night. I'm not shocked by that. And the Department of Health website for scheduling crashed. I'm not shocked by that either. So... I don't know what they expected. At least people want the shot. Yeah, I think, well, more and more people are seeing the evidence of what the, what COVID actually does. And um, people have been, you know, acting like, oh, it's the flu. Let's be honest with each other. COVID-19 is not something we have actively seen before. And we cannot predict that long-term health effects. Just like polio was something similar. We didn't know the long-term effects initially. And then we got the vaccine because we knew the long-term effects. I mean, it's showing evidence that the lung and the heart damage alone is more severe than what smokers usually do to their lungs. Yeah. And I mean, we already harp our smokers. And so I'm like, why aren't we harping on everyone about this? Because, like, it's, I've seen the x-rays of it, and it's like a web is kind of just in your chest because it's so bad. Mm -hmm. And it's just so damaged. All of us, I think... Can I mean, based on everything we've been reading, everything we know, we all understand that there are some people who have been, thankfully, not as affected by the virus, and we're still trying to determine why, but, and and then super healthy people are also affected by the virus, and they die. I didn't mean to go into a COVID spiel right then, but it's just been, um, it's one of those things that's been very on my mind, and how. People have been behaving towards it, and it's been very just insulting in general because uh, so many people are like, well, scientists are corrupt. In any field you go into, there's corruption. Doesn't matter the field. Artists has corruption based on unethical, um, you know, stealing of art. So for 2% people in the field, you're willing to forego everyone else who agree and say this is an actual problem we need to address. I've been getting into fights with people. <laughs> if you couldn't you could tell. could probably do I'm... a whole episode on just the societal view of science. Yes. I would love to do that, by the way. But, um, um, yes. So, sorry I went on to that spiel. But... Um, <laughs> give um, give it, a little teaser. Yes. And it's still very active in everyone's minds, especially with the vaccine coming out. Um, everyone's trying to, like you said, they're trying to get a hold of it as soon as possible. I've been no. I've been seeing a lot more people, um, thankfully, in the health industry who have been going and getting it, and like someone I know just got her second dose, which was like, oh my god, amazing, because she is. A, I think she is an ER nurse, and she has two young kids at home mm-hmm. that she takes care of by herself at the moment. Like, I think it's just like you know, everyone needs to be extremely aware, extremely active on um, trying to make others understand the severity of what's happening. And, like, I've been seeing less noses out of the mask, so that's already improvement in my mind. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Baby steps. Um, since today we're talking about a V-Day, yeah. uh, we have a few different things planned to talk about. Yeah, some more exciting than others, but. Yes. To uh, get things back in a 
cheerier note, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, we can start talking about uh, certain relationships in literature, whether it be movies, comics, books, anything. Yes. That we really need to stop romanticizing and putting up on a pedestal. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure everybody, when I said that, got at least one example in their head. And we probably are all thinking of the same example. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and get the big elephant out of the way. Okay. Romeo and Juliet. It's just awful. They're so bad. I didn't even... Okay, so I would love to talk to you about this. Because, um, like we've said before, we met in grad school. So we didn't even grow up together. No. But when t- people told you about the story of Romeo and Juliet, you know, just summarize it. Which was just like... Uh, two kids fall in love. Their families don't like each other. Um, they commit suicide. <laughs> no, see that—that's the part that's always like left out. Oh, okay. See, yeah, so because so see when that was, was always watching, glamorized. When I was for me. watching, no, see it, it like evolved over time, but like initially mm-hmm. when I was coming, oh, up, okay, it was yeah. these two kids fell in love. It's love at first sight, and they aren't destined to be together because their mm-hmm. houses are warring, and it's just oh, it's so romantic that they make it work, and like. Mm-hmm. For a while, maybe, not really. But then, like, you know, I start getting into, like, middle school and early high school and everybody's, like, Mm -hmm. jokingly talking about suicide because we're all emo and Mm -hmm. that's what you do. And so then it evolved as, like, oh, it's still so romantic because they die at the end and they, like, oh, they wanted to be together forever so badly and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. But then, like, you read it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. These bitches are like 11, 12? I was going to say, they're like 13, 14, right? Okay, they're young. They're really young. Yeah, they're, they're like young in their teenage years. And they Super didn't even young. like meet? Mm-mm. It's like Romeo just like sees Juliet across the he whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, that my bitch. Yes, and he, and he found where she lived. And yes, and stalked her to mm-hmm. the Capulet house. Mm-hmm. First, I don't know if he could tell by sight. It's been a while since I read it, but I'm not sure if he could tell like by sight or if he was told by one of his cousins who that mm-hmm. was. Oh, I don't remember that. But I think don't I feel like yeah. Go to the house. Yeah, but but Lance, he has a penis, and that's what he was thinking with because he's a young teenage boy, and young teenage boys think with that i was a young teenage boy i ain't never okay but when you saw a young a young man i still didn't stalk him to the house and i sure shouldn't go yep i've never stalked him i was gonna say i've okay i've done the that one's mine but in the joking of like i've told you like like different celebrities that one's mine or like you see an attractive person like that one's mine and i'm you know like as if you're picking out a purse or something now i would sometimes do that to like celebrities but i think we all mm-hmm. like go through those stages where it's just oh like God. yes this one's my stand and yeah they're, i'm they're still forever. in that stage but like only <laughs> a few of us will actually like go to the point of like figuring out where Stalking. they live and how they spend their time it, <laughs> it was very um it was very unsettling like even for the time i feel it was unsettling like this uh behavior was appropriate especially from young people because i do feel like they um, at the time, I do feel like maybe something like this kind of story was romanticized a lot, like in general, because mm. I mean back then you did it did matter a lot what your family name was, what the um, history with your family name was, who yeah. were you connected with. So that kind of stuff was very important. So I think for the time, it may have been extremely appropriate. <laughs> I don't. I mean, no matter what you want to say, like it's not healthy. It's a toxic. Um, situation they that they found themselves in like they were basically they were dumb teenagers in love who were just not and they were expected to act as grown-ups we could also talk about yeah like they weren't in love they were in an infatuation like an insane infatuation but yeah that was no also no because it happened in like three days right yeah, it's like two or three days or something like that. Yeah. No way is love. No, 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 it's no, just no, extreme no, 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 Infatuation. And that's what I'm saying. Like, parts of this would have made sense for the time, but some of it still doesn't make sense. Like, 
it happened in two days time like i'm sure that was just because of the a playtime did like i don't yeah. know what kind of complete brainwashing i have to be in but if mm-hmm. even if it's somebody that like i have spent my entire life with up until that point and am mm-hmm. deeply in love with them if they decide to kill themselves i don't think my first reaction would be to kill myself no no Course like that might come much later down the line yes because like, i can't live without them kind of deal but yeah. like in the moment i would just be so numb to everything mm-hmm. more than likely yeah definitely not oh she's dead let me just blah 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 yeah it's not a good couple to romanticize at all um again they're in a factuation with each other and i do think um i mean they're they're extremely young yes they saw their parents behaving poorly And, again, I think they were just mimicking what they saw at the time, which, at the time, you know, was quick marriages, quick everything, um, because you only live to, like, 25. (laughs) So, like, I get it, but now that we're in a, um, I feel like that really shouldn't be something still shown in schools to romanticize this plight of fancy. And it's just not, um, it's just not necessary. It just shows unhealthy behavior on both Juliet's and um, Romeo's parts and the families. And, like, again, I think it was probably good for the time. Especially in a more modern age, it's a yeah. very, very bad thing to have kids exposed to without the realism of it being yeah. also and shoved they, down their throat. And that's the thing. They were romanticizing suicide as if um, committing suicide... Um, is like some sort you know, of cements the love or yeah yeah cements like, the no. love i mean you're you're a you're like 13 b you're 13 <laughs> you're not you're not in love i'm sorry you could be extreme infatuation which i think is what's happening here and that's gonna happen a lot unless you kill yourself i guess yeah i guess so i guess that's the main point of that freaking Thing. I never the only understood. way to escape horniness is to kill thyself. Yes. So another one, because I'm gonna pick back up from William Shakespeare again. So Shakespeare had a lot of issues. Yes. <laughs> um, another one that's quite popular is the Taming of the Shrew. Do you know this one? I know very broad strokes. I never okay. had to read it. Okay. So I had to read part of it, and then I um had to watch a movie of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm from Tennessee, and <laughs> that's how you educate. Um, so I read part of it. The part I read did not seem extreme. Okay. But then, um, when you got in context with like the movie, which it was the movie I saw was a retelling of Shakespeare, which is done by like BBC, I think. Mm-hmm. It was very good. It was very good. It was very much to the the same um, rhythm of the passages. It just uh, emphasized how fucked up it is. <laughs> and that's because... So there's two characters, Petruccio and Katharina. So Katharina is a headstrong woman, doesn't take shit from no one, doesn't care to get married, doesn't care to have kids. She, she's, that's not what she's about. And then she has a younger sister. The younger sister pretty much um, hacks a plan to get rid of a suitor who wanted her. By saying, I'll get married when Catherine, Katharina does. And so the guy that wanted to marry her uh, gets Petruccio involved and says, hey, I got a girl for you. And Petruccio is this manly man. He's right. And he wants Katharina to be like a good docile woman for her. Right. Um, and so initially I was all about this because um, I'm going to just go base off the movie more so. It's very fun to watch uh, Petruccio. He's, like, legitimately falling in love with Katharina. And then she's definitely not. (laughs) And, you know, they're both having issues. They're attracted to each other. They like each other. But they're like, this can't last the way it is. And so, you know, you're you're just watching and thinking, like, yeah, you guys do need to get healthier, both of you, in the way you communicate. Definitely. Okay, let's watch them get healthy. Well, what happens is... (laughs) Petruccio decides to break her. And by break her, he um, says her luggage got lost, so she's still in her wedding gown the whole time. And then he doesn't give her food initially. Um, She's, like, sleeping, and someone came with her suitcase and food and wine. 
and um, they had eaten all the food. And this was the guy who wanted to marry Katharina's sister. He saw this happening and like he tossed, uh, Patricia tosses her suitcase into a pool. And it's like the final star that breaks her. And it's very much about breaking a woman's spirit, basically, to the point of just, it's not, it's not so much about like learning to communicate together better. It's definitely a breaking her. And so in the end, she basically agrees with whatever he wants. And like, you know, she just, she believes she loves him. And I don't disagree with that. I do think she loves him. I just think it's also an unhealthy relationship and it was unhealthy, you know, way to start your um, wedding. It was, it's definitely a problematic thing. And I think why I'm saying this is because a lot of women, um, especially from modern times, they identify with Katharina, you know, being willful, doing, um, handling your own life, basically. And then I do feel like a lot of men relate to Patricia where they want that will for um, woman. However, they also want the docile wife. <laughs> so it's like they want spirited and fiery, but they don't want the maintenance of it the whole time. The reason why I brought the, bring this up is I used to really like it again because um, I hadn't seen the movie yet. And I do like the movie because it's well done. It is well acted. It does follow the story. Um, I literally stopped it though. At like a five minute point before the end, because then it gets too much of just her bending to his will, mm. and I have to put a foot down. I think initially is that someone cares about you so much that they're putting so much time and effort into you that people like to um, associate it with when it's really just some a man breaking some his partner that he says he loves and adores because she's not you know being what he wants her to be. And, like, in the movie, it did make it so Petruccio was being treated extremely badly initially. And so it kind of, like, made sense in the movie why he was getting payback, even though the paybacks were way harsher. And, again, by the end, it was just too ridiculous. Like, I can't, I can never do the ending. Like, even when I was in class, I think this was, like, senior year, I was just like, this is stupid as fuck that this is how it ends. Like, no one learned about communication. No one learned anything. <laughs> I was like... Literally, he just broke her spirit because he could. He accomplished the title and then that's it. Yes, and that's I think that's the thing too. Again, it's a time period thing. I think mm-hmm. at the time, any woman who was like Katharina was demonized and, you know, told to she needs to be tamed. And I mean, women still get told that they need to be tamed one way or another. So it's like, it makes sense that this um, thought process has been here, you know, since Shakespeare times and way before that. It's one of those stories that I do believe in modern times is becoming um, like a newer Romeo and Juliet in a toxic relationship kind of way. Right. Definitely. So there's another popular one we were going to talk about. But before we get too far away from Shakespeare, mm-hmm. I would like to say my favorite part, and uh, I would argue other than just Shakespeare's writing in general, which is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. The only good part of Romeo and Juliet is the opening scene. What's the opening scene again? The, oh, I bite, bite my, my finger thumb? at me? Yeah. Yes! I, bite, I love that! Do you bite your thumb at me? I merely bite my thumb. Oh. But do you bite your thumb at me? That, like, me. that is just... That scene from Romeo beautiful. plus Juliet was immaculate. That was the fantastic. The only good part of that play. Yeah. But. I do agree. I actually, um, I have found that I like um, Shakespeare's poems more than his plays. Yes, his sonnets are beautiful. And I think it's because of the fact most of his stories... Involves some, I again, I think probably for the time this was normalized. Yeah. And so, um, so I've never really been about it. I've been more actively not about it, um, as years have gone on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's just, again, I think his poems are great and doing one or two of his plays. Like, we did a lot of his plays when I was like in high school. Like, every year we did at least one. Like, we had to read at least one, even if it wasn't. The literature class I signed up for, I had to read at least one. <laughs> I don't quite remember doing one senior year, but I'm pretty sure I did one freshman through junior year. Oh, see, senior year for me was Taming of the Shrew was actually done as a play, on top of the fact... My senior English teacher was more old, old English. Like, we read Beowulf, and oh, she shit. had us uh, watch and read part of, like, Lord of the Rings to get <clears throat> the, like, olden times and... Um, she was big into the Vikings and the Norse and 
Yeah. I, I forget how far modern it went. Yeah, see, most of my teachers liked uh, Shakespeare times. And, like, the senior year teacher was a British literature class. So she had the right oh, <laughs> to put me through this. However, <laughs> I do not appreciate it. Um, very nice right. woman, though. Um, another one we both said almost immediately when we're yes. talking about toxic yeah. relationships um, is a very popular one, besides Romeo and Juliet, because that's uh, popular among the youngsters, because they're forced to read it yeah, at the especially time. Especially now, the, the new wave emos and the scene kids. and They always get into that first. But one of the ones that we talked about was Joker and Holoquin. <laughs> yes. I <will> yes. <laughs> open up by saying that the Joker is my favorite Batman villain. And Harley really? Quinn is... I almost don't want to put Harley Quinn in the villain category. She transcends say, that for me. I agree with that thought. I think Harley Quinn is one of those characters that's in her own world. Her world is within these worlds that so she's I guess a I'll, part of. I guess I'll restructure. I would love for you to. Harley Quinn is my favorite. I Just I just your favorite her character. So, her so dearly. The Joker is like my favorite undisputed like antithesis to batman Mm -hmm. harley quinn isn't setting out to like do like what the joker does she basically just does what the joker says to do but yeah they are completely separate entities and i wish i had pictures to prove it but i have been dressed up for halloween as harley quinn more times than the joker i'm not shocked by this well it's one and zero so (laughs) instead of going for joker i went for harley quinn because Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Harley Quinn gets a bad rap too, because um, a lot of people just think she. A lot of people just think she's a puppet, and like you say, she's a puppet and she can't think for herself. And Mm -hmm. she's in a toxic relationship with the Joker, so that's why she does what he says. Honestly, that is what the Joker wants you and Harley to think—that she Mm -hmm. can't think for herself. But exactly, the woman's a doctor. Uh, Thank you. I was about to go there. She Thank is you. a fucking doctor. She was Joker's mm-hmm. doctor at Arkham. I was gonna say, I think people, um, because she went crazy while, um, you know, giving him therapy. I think that's why people associate with the fact that she doesn't really have a brain. She's just airhead now, and that's she not the very case. Much does the the fact is that and I think some of the more recent uh, comic series have sort of explored this more. But, like, mm-hmm. she dove so deep into the Joker's head to try and help him that she mm-hmm. couldn't help but go mad with him. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Joker has capitalized on that. Definitely. He's totally used to his advantage. You know, I think uh, the thing is with a lot of psychologists and people who do these kind of things, especially when they're dealing with, like, higher level of disorders, mm-hmm. um, they... They do need to get into the person's mind, but I think it does um, become a hindrance, especially if you have your own mental issues, because then you're putting yourself at risk of succumbing more to your issues while you're trying to help this person. I think the the big thing that I honestly haven't heard too much about, like Harley's side of that conversion, but I think... But I know it's standard practice for psychiatrists to have their own therapy sessions because you oh. need to remain clinical and not become attached and not start to like sympathize, especially if you're like mm-hmm. working with like the criminally insane or something. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to begin to sympathize with them. Yeah, exactly. We we all know that city wasn't the best overall. So <laughs> Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that was not what um, the asylum was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, she's incredibly smart. And, like, I mean, I do think this is being explored more, like you said. Like, I do know in the newest Harlequin movie, um, her solo one for Birds of the Prey, she is very much, like, she, you know, she does communicate with others, but she is in her own world. Like, she did truly love Joker. And she didn't know what to do after the fact initially. And I do think it's a lot of what a lot of women do deal with, which is, you know, um, especially if it's a toxic relationship and you get dumped in the toxic relationship. Yeah, because toxic relationships become like who you are. So when they do end in one way or another, you are lost. 
yeah, your identity is gone with them because you were that person for them. And that's what you became. So that's what's toxic about it. And that's what Joker wanted. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. Um, Not to mention, he beats the shit out of her. He what? He beats the shit out of her. (sighs) I forgot that, man. (laughs) I really forgot that. There are like two or three pages of a very particular, I forget which of the Dark Knight iterations it is that they actually talk about their relationship, but it's like, he like, it, it may have been in one of the fucking Suicide Squads. I have them. I have the original run of the Suicide Squad. That like, it's like right after they're reunited in that story in the comic, and like, he embraces her and like, tells her she's doing a good job or whatever, and then just mm-hmm. like, she says one snide remark, and he just goes the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And beats he's the an shit abusive out of her man. For like a, an entire page and a half. That's not okay. <laughs> Under any circumstances, is that okay? I totally forgot about that. He Fuck. dehumanizes her. He drains her of her personality. Mm-hmm. He injects his own personality into her, and then beats her. Like mm-hmm. I don't get why this is so. I mean, I kind of get why it's so romanticized because they're just highly stylized characters, and to see them mm-hmm. together, they look like they're made for each other. So, ooh, yeah. Fun. But no, ooh. no, not all. I would, and I do, much rather mm-hmm. Stan, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy. Yes, that yes, is a lesbian relationship that I need. That's that's a healthy relationship, right there. But they're like, they're just like super good friends gap house it's okay and also they're both doctors so exactly like honestly that's why i want them together <laughs> y'all both smart, like independent women don't mm-hmm. need no man no you man you. they're never happier than when they're with each other right so those are my two big ones because you see them all the time all the time I'm glad that seemingly, I mean, I, it's been a while since I've been in the middle of the the high school debate of whether or not Romeo and Juliet is, you know, good and represents love in a positive light. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really seen many people talking about it as much. But I know anytime there's like a Batman resurgence, whether it be from like one of the Christopher Nolan movies or the upcoming mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson Batman movie or the DCEU that's going on. Inevitably, Joker and Harley Quinn get brought up, especially since the Suicide Squad's being rebooted. Yes, which I'm hoping they keep, but she does, uh, she's been doing the one that's Harley Quinn. I can't remember Ra- her name. Robbie? Robin? I feel like you're close. Yeah. There's a raw in there somewhere. Mar- yeah, I was to say, it's Marco. Um, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Teamwork. So, like, I feel like that's good. Um, if she can stay on that one, that would be amazing. Yeah, because I really like her as Harley Quinn. I was to say, she loves being Harley Quinn. I mean, she's the one who said about getting Harley Quinn her own movie. So, she's in love with the character. But yeah, I think that was all of the relationships that I had, Mm -hmm. unless I really dig real deep down. Yeah, those are just the ones that came to mind immediately, basically. I mean, they're they're easily the prime offenders. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. But there are plenty of toxic relationships that people glorify for one reason or another. Yeah. And we need to just not... Need to not spread that toxic display of affection. But if that's uh, all we really wanted for that, we can get mm-hmm. to the meat of the episode. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. I'm so excited because I think I'm going to fail this. For those at home, uh, we have decided that we will debut what we hope to be a returning segment to the podcast called What's the Line? And uh, basically we will be taking uh, song lyrics, giving each other one line and asking the other party to supply the following line in the song and to make things super interesting and continuing the v-day festivities we have chosen to uh use this first inaugural outing of the segment to focus on emo songs that focus on relationships whether it be in a good or bad light or not And so what I figured we would do is first we have independently 
made a list of songs and compiled what lyrics we want to ask of each other and we will be uh, keeping score and what I think we'll do is for each round of questioning you can get a maximum of three points it'll be one for the lyric one for the band or artist and one for the name of the song Ooh, okay and I like that I'll be trying to keep score on my phone as we go and we will crown a Jaded Roses V-Day champion, I guess. Something like that. I'm so excited for this. At the end. I've been thinking about this all week, guys, so you know how bad my week's been. (laughs) Right. Would you rather ask or answer first? Well, I was going to ask you the same thing. I'm fine with either, honestly. Oh, Lord. I can ask you first. That's fine with me. Okay. Either way, we do just need to decide and go. (laughs) Yes. So, um, this is the lyric. The Miss Black Eyeliner, you look finer with each day in hiding. I do feel like I know it. As I told you before we started recording, I either really know these or I really don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would know this one. Yeah, I feel like it's there. It just doesn't, it doesn't want to be known. Do you want the song titled, the band, or the, um, or something else? I'll, uh, sacrifice a point if I can get the band name. Say anything. God damn it! Oh my god. See, that's why I was like, I think you do, but... <laughs> I think I I, th- I think I have it. I just have to remember the name of the fucking song. And then I'll have it. It's, yeah. Um, I just want to say woe is me, but that's not the name of it. It's, it's like the rare thing where he says the title in the chorus and I can't hear it. Or at least that's what my brain wants to say. It's like... I feel like I could cheat, but I'm not gonna. Don't cheat. I'm not gonna cheat. (laughs) I said I'm not gonna. I just realized that my phone is open. Because I'm trying to keep score. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna get the next line. I will say that. You don't? What if I give you the name of the song? I don't think I will. But... Do you want to at least know the name of the song so you can try? If I can... Because I I feel like I can pry together the name of the song. Mm Mm-hmm. I can just get my brain to cooperate. Okay. If it's the song I'm thinking of, love is mm-hmm. the last word in the title. But I can't remember the rest of it. Like alive with the sound of love is uh, alive. No. You're so close. I know I'm so close. That's why I'm. You're one word <laughs> off. You're just one word off. Oh. Do you want me to tell you if any part that you said was correct? Is it with the feeling of love? No. No. So you literally were just missing one word in your guess before, in like the combination of those. Lord. Uh, yeah. That's why I was so, I was like getting so excited on this set. I was like. <gasps> <laughs> but it is on, is a real boy. Mm-hmm. It's the one they talk about the fucking Holocaust. It's about his grandparents or something. And. Mm-hmm. You are so close to all of this. I know all of this trivia about this goddamn you song. Do. I just don't know the name of it. Oh my god. This is like oh, painful. Uh, I'm so excited for me to do this. From <laughs> this sucks so bad. Like, it, it's li- I can hear the line mm-hmm. in my head when he says the title. Do you want me- the, the word that I'm missing is the word that goes... <laughs> <laughs> I won't let them take you. Oh, hell no. I'm gonna have to cut it. I, okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I know I'm so close, but I just, You're I can't, so close. I can't, you I are, can't grab you it. You are, you are like biting into the apple. <laughs> um, you were, you were so close. So the song title is Alive with the Glory of Love. Glory. Fucking mm-hmm. Christ. You're, you're so close. That's why I was like, oh God, oh God. It was a okay, so, syllable word. Uh-huh. So, um, the line I gave you was, but Miss Black Eyeliner, you'd look finer with each day in hiding. The following line is, beneath the wormwood, ooh, love me so good. Alright, so that is, uh, round one, a resounding zorp. Zorp. But, you know, happens. Yeah, yeah. So. The point was to try and trip each other up, too, by the way. So, we have a very similar library. Yes. So, so um, we. We had to kind of try. Yeah, so we we really try to not go to a lot of basic ones that everyone will automatically know. 
so that's why I'm saying, like, that was purposely a hard one. I wasn't just trying to be an asshole to be an asshole. <laughs> okay, give me your first one. I'm so excited for this. I'm going to suck right. so bad. Here we go. Okay. Your uh, first one is, the best part about tonight's that we're not fighting. Oh, shit. It's called It's End Tonight by All American Rejects. Nope. What? That's not the song. Tell me that line again. The best part about tonight's that we're not fighting. Shit, you're right. Fuck. I know I'm right. <laughs> I I was just, I don't know why, it sounded so similar to it. Oh my god, that's such a classic one, and it's just not jumping to my head, because it starts with piano. I can literally hear the guy's voice for that line, but I, and I can, yeah, like, you're coming feel... to a tape. That's why it's so frustrating. <laughs> Can you give me um, the artist? I'll sacrifice a point. Secondhand Serenade. Fall for you. Yes. I literally have no idea what the next line is. So what's the next line? The best part about, ton- about tonight's that we're not fighting. Could it be that we have been this way before? Oh, I would not have get that. But I got one point, so I'm yes. cool with that. You're, you're already doing better than me. <laughs> next one for you. Does he still look at you the same way now? You might not know this one. This one I went back into freshman, middle school age. Honestly, that sounds like the sentiment of like half of my repertoire back in that (laughs) age. So, what's the artist? Artist is Houston Calls. Oh yeah, I don't, yeah, you might as well just, nope. (laughs) Okay. So this was one of the ones I didn't know if you would know, but um, Mm. it was popular in my middle school, uh, early high school. Um, It's called Bob and Bonnie by Houston Calls. Does he still look at you the same way now? Feel the same as 38 years ago and how? It's very much a love story from like a high school to um, end of life. It's very pretty. More of electronic emo. But these um, Houston Calls, um, I didn't know much about them or much after them. Um, I do believe Bob and Bonnie was their biggest hit. So. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. Did Did not know that one. Okay. At least that was a legitimate you didn't know, because it was, right. the first one was just, I was so, it was just like the last one for you with me. I was just sad for you, because you were so close. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, I just want to tell you. <laughs> I want you to succeed. <laughs> okay, so what's my next one? So, number two for you. Mm-hmm. If I spilled my guts, the world would never look at you the same way. What the fuck? Give me the band. I should? Oh, that's not gonna end well then. What's the band? Fallout Boy. Fuck! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Give me the light again. Oh no! Oh, oh no! I'm already so sad because I'm already defeated. I'm already pissed. I'm sorry, Pete! <laughs> okay, give me the line again. Give me the line again. I got this. I got this. Fallout Boy. Okay. If I spilled my guts, the world would never look at you the same way. I want to say it's like, thanks for the memories. Fuck, it's been so long since I listened to that song. I'm not as emo as I thought I was anymore. (laughs) (laughs) If I can't remember, I was going to say, my emo card is going to get so revoked for not knowing Fall Out Boy. And it's like, so sad that this is what's going to cause it to get revoked. Not all my other bad doings, but this, <laughs> this moment in time will choose my emo card fate for my life. This is going to kill me when I find out the title. It might. Depends on if you're still on the Fallout Boy train or if you fell off at some point. Oh, I did fall off at one point. Yeah, fuck. Okay. Give me the song title. I know I'm sacrificing a point, but give me a Just one yesterday. Oh, is that from their newest Not album? the newest. Was it from I Love Rock and Roll? Save Rock and Roll? Yeah, it's from that one. Yeah. Save Rock and Roll, <clears> sorry. <throat> Which is around the time that everybody started falling off the Fall Out Boy train. I know. The mm-hmm. album was good, but I didn't... I listened to only a few of the songs um, often. So I'm not going to know this one. Because I don't recognize that title. So what is it? It sounds so good, though. 
Oh, so this actually features another artist on the track, like half of the songs do on that album. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is the featured artist solo line, which is Ooh. why I pulled it, because it's not Pete's line. Or, I don't know if Pete still wrote it, but it's not Patrick singing it. Was this Courtney Love? No, so she's on rat a tat Okay, right. The featured artist on Just One Yesterday is Foxes. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to get that. If I spilled my guts, the world would never look at you the same way, so now I'm here to give you all my love so I can watch your face as I take it all away. Oh, fuck. That went so, like, ooh, oh. <laughs> Woo. That oh, was a trap. Like, sung so beautifully. I love her voice. But yeah, I was gonna get that, because I don't know, I don't recognize any fox, any songs with her in it at all. So, so I would- Fallout Boy might be a problem. Yeah. That's a definite problem. I'm going to have to correct this before our next Good time. Good to know. <laughs> this is just telling us what we need to correct about ourselves. You're still in the lead, though. Yeah, by one. Because <laughs> one of us has only won one point. Still in the lead. All you got to do is throw me a freebie and I'll be in. I'll be ahead. This one I think is a freebie. I think oh, this boy. next one is a freebie. So the next, this line is, this is the first day of my life. It's the first day? Yes. This okay. is the first day of my life. And what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think you'll get two out of the three. I think you'll get okay. the song title and the band, but I don't think you'll get the next line. I'm going to go ahead and prove you wrong on that one, but give me a second. I would love for you to. I feel like you know the song really well, but I'm just not sure if you know this next line. The problem is that that's almost such a generic line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to ask for one of them. What's okay, the band? One. Bright Eyes. See, I actually haven't listened to a whole lot of Bright Eyes. So this was one of the ones that's a fairly popular one that I pulled. Because I forgot about it until I re-listened to it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I need this. <laughs> I don't want to fold three in a row, but I don't know if I know this. Do you want me to give you the song title? Yeah, like, go ahead. First Day of My Life. Oh, well, thank you. No. <laughs> It's so helpful. Um, I thought it would be helpful. No. <laughs> that was me legitimately thinking that was going to be helpful. <laughs> you so might legit. as well just give me the first line again. <laughs> I know, for some reason I thought I'll get it, it's the first line. <laughs> this was me trying. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I mean, like, I get it, but okay. <laughs> I, but I know I'm not going to get the next line because it could be uh, almost anything. First day of my life by Bright Eyes. This is the first day of my life. I swear I was born right in the doorway. It's like acoustic. It's really lovely. It's actually a lot of people's first dance songs at weddings. It's a very pretty song. Um, okay. That's why I thought you may know this one. Because um, it, so- it literally sounds like something you would listen to when you're heavily in one of your romantic stages of life. And <laughs> Apparently I didn't fall quite into that hole. I was going to say, you're super lovey-dovey, so I was like, he has to know this. You would think. It's, it's emo and lovey-dovey, and like I was like, he will know this from one time in his life. Now I feel really bad, because you're about to get a freebie. Yes! I love freebies! Watch me fail this! <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I don't blame you for being you. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Give me a song title. You want the song title? Yeah. Well, that's we'll just going to give everything away. Mm. Okay, no, no, no. I'll, I'll take the band. No, I'll you asked the... for it. I was going to give it to you. No, I'll take the band. I don't want to give it away then. If you feel that confident, I'm gonna honestly, I'll the whatever you honestly whatever you get's gonna give the rest of it away. So I okay. will give you the song title. Okay. A little less sixteen candles, a little more touch me. Oh no, it's Fall Out Boy. Oh no, why did you do this to me? Oh no, <laughs> oh no, literally. But you got one. I, I was gonna so say I love. I love Fall Out Boy, so don't take this as a representation of my love for Fall Out Boy. I just have never listened to them as much as other bands. Like, they're good. I just, oh, no, I support them. Like, I wanted to go to one of their concerts. This album was actually the first album that I was introduced with them. Yeah, same. And I listened to it religiously, like, multiple times a day. I listened to it so often, I didn't need to look up the lyrics because I just figured it out. Oh, fuck. 
See, I've never, I have never been like that with Fall Out Boy. I love Fall Out Boy. I think they're the very good. The only other band that I've been able to do that with is My Chemical Romance. I was to say My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I knew My that Chemical one. and Fall Out Boy. The, the most cryptic of lyrics. Mm-hmm. I learned to parse them out myself. Oh my god. See, that was the thing. I, I loved them. I just could never memorize the lyrics. It was too much. I can't. I can give you the dance that they do as a standoff between Pete and um, William Beckett from The Cavaliers. I can do that. I'll do that. I can totally do that. That That's I can not do. the question being asked. I can, I can totally do that. I practiced that. I've been practicing that since 7th <laughs> grade. I can do this. <laughs> this what I can do. but it won't give you any points. It's so sad that I've practiced that dance recently and like waiting for the shower. It probably is, but I've done it. No, I can't give you the next line. But again, I can give you the dance. And... <laughs> <laughs> There's that. I can give you the dance. I can tell you exactly what the video looks like. I can tell you the costuming. Um, but no, the next line, I cannot tell you. I don't blame you for being you, but you can't blame me for hating, for hating it. it. <laughs> I've never been so upset. Well, look, now you have solidified your lead. That was rough. <laughs> this is a lot rougher. We're only, we're only three in each. And this is already right. a lot rougher than I thought it was going to be. I'm like I'm hoping all my I gave you a lot of gimmies later, so I'm hoping that's what's gonna okay. But make one of us win. <laughs> started this. off real stressful for me. I'm just uh, <laughs> let you know. I, like I okay. thought the rest of this was just just gonna get harder. I I was scared. Okay, I I too that I didn't know. I was gonna say I did accidentally make the first few harder. It goes so much easier. I'm looking. I'm reviewing it again. It gets so much easier. Um, this next oh, one yeah, you but made. You made the questions. I mean, same back to you, buddy pal. Okay, so the fourth one for you. The line is, rain is falling down on the sidewalk. Rain drops are falling on my head. Rain is falling down on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Setting up some good imagery. Right? <laughs> I just realized the song title. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. You'll appreciate it later. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What's the band? We the Kings. Well, fuck. I don't listen to We the Kings. Okay, so this wasn't very... Do you want me to tell you anything more? Do you want the... If I give you the song title, I think you'll get it. Unless it's verbatim, probably not. But let me... Oh, give no. me a second. I can tell you that. I've only given you one like that in this whole thing. <laughs> and I've so... already fucked it up. Yep. <laughs> God, how are we so bad at this? We when does our emo cards get revoked at this point? I am very specific in my emo ness. I'm sorry. I'm so scared about my car getting taken away. I just got laminated. Like <laughs> fuck. I mean I had to protect it from all my tears. Yeah, what's the uh the song title? Uh Check Yes Juliet. God, I literally listened to a portion of that song earlier yesterday. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Okay. So the line I gave you is, rain is falling down on the sidewalk. The following line is, I won't go until you come outside. Makes sense. Yeah. That was that one, so you got nothing. Yeah. And uh, okay. this one's probably going to be not so easy for you. Yeah, okay, because others were so super easy. Easton. <laughs> I got two out of the possible night. <laughs> God, I'm manly. There it is. So, a cardinal fish says God is dead. Corn. No. Okay. And it's had God in it, and I was just like, that saner has gone Christian. <laughs> Might as well go to somebody that's satanic. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they used to be. The lead saner is now Christian, I believe. Oh, mm. oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Say hip, say martin like me. Maybe you'll get two out of nine points. Say the line to me again. I'm gonna try and be serious again. A cardinal fish says God is dead. Cardinal fish? A cardinal fish. I think that's the part that's messing me up. I'm like, what the fuck did I listen to with fish in it? It's quite an obscure part of the song. I will, I will give you that. But I also don't think that this is a band that you particularly listen to. Okay, give me the band because I can just go based on that. Brand new. 
Oh no, you would. You love brand new. Um, I do. You do. Blake, if you're listening, I know you got it. Yeah, I was going to say, Blake knows this. Blake is yelling at me. He's telling me my aura has changed and everything about me is ruined now. Uh, I get such an angry Facebook message, like, as if he cared. No, I don't know this because I don't, I know like two brand new songs and I don't remember the titles. And not only is this probably not one, but it is off of their newest album, which I don't think you listen to very much at all. Nope, not all. I will say you need to give brand new a shot. Uh, they're a little bit less emo and more post emo, especially in their newest album. I love it. I okay. love it. But uh, a cardinal fish says, "God is dead." Whale says, "Get out of my head." Okay, that's a good line. But I would never guess that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's I'm exactly not Noah. That one. The <laughs> name of the song is "Could Never Be Heaven." Okay, that makes sense in references. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the chorus of that song. Is like it could this could never be heaven without you. Oh, so that's that's why it's on my list. That's so cute. Happy Earth tonight. Happy waiting for you in the 